Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello there. My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim, a true crime podcast. Warning the following podcast contains graphic content and material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. First time like, in a few weeks. Flawless. Also, my little uh, nod to Obi Wan Kenobi in there. I don't know if you even caught on to that. No, I didn't actually. Hello there. Uh, Star Wars people know. Star Wars people know. Hey, I've watched some Star Wars. I get it. Yeah, I don't know if you know that one. I think I do. Maybe. Obi Wan Kenobi says hello there. Hello there. He's known for that. I thought hello you were there. just saying hello there to everyone. Well, I mean, I was. As Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I wasn't impersonating Obi-Wan Kenobi. It was just a nod to Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know? Well, you know welcome Obi-Wan everyone. <laughs> you know, not everyone might not like Star Wars. But they do like true crime, and I like... Alcohol? Well, I was going to say beer, but yeah, same thing. I'm actually drinking a Smirnoff Ice. I'm really changing it up. It's not local. It's not wine. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But um, we kind of need the booze this week. Yeah. Cheers, first of all. And cheers to you guys out there listening. What's cheers. Up? Welcome. Um, this has been one roller coaster of a week. First off, we hit a thousand followers on Instagram. Woo! So thank you to Boom. everyone out there for that. Yeah, and our Instagram's sweet. Follow us on there. We're going to just like post more and more, I think. Oh, definitely. We're getting memes. And there's always, not always, but there's usually a hint for the mm-hmm. upcoming episode, which I seriously thought I had people <laughs> fooled on this one. I can't believe but you that failed. it was guessed. One day you will, we will win. One day. One day. That's literally our, at least my mission. Is it for you too? No. Okay. Well, it's my mission. It's 100% more your mission. And I bet you it won't be my mission, but I'll win. Probably. <laughs> but the more people that tune in, the harder it's going to get. Oh, yeah. Well, because some people are like, like, I thought I was a true crime fan before, but like... I don't think I was Some comparatively. People, yeah. Like there's, I don't think I would have guessed any of our hints. Well, maybe one or two. But yeah. Like, ugh. like, so like you, good, you guys are good. Good work. Good work. And then we hit another milestone this mm-hmm. week. You want to dish it? We hit a hundred thousand plays. On the podcast. Freaking wild. You guys have listened to us now officially over. A hundred. Oh yeah. It's like a hundred and thirteen. I think we're at a hundred and thirteen thousand yeah. plays now. Which is just crazy. That's how much you guys have listened to us. It's funny. When it's I insane. tell people this, I'm like, yeah, I guess people like us. I don't really know why, but they do. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> as far as everyone's told us, it's like you guys are sitting down chatting with friends, which we love that. Love. That's actually the vibe that if I were to pick a vibe, that'd be the vibe I want. Definitely. Definitely the vibe. The to go vibe. For. We are. We have the vibe down. <laughs> we have the vibe down. <laughs> and then lastly, we have some news that rolled in today. Mm-hmm. This is like personal news, right? Yes. We sold our house. Officially, it's sold. It's freaking sold. And that was a roller coaster of a motherfucker ride. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that was anything and everything that could have made that even more stressful yeah. made that just that much more stressful. And it happened. It was ridiculous. Yeah, like I literally, after it was finally announced that it was official, both of us were just like... This major weight. Our shoulders just sank a little bit. It was really nice feeling, actually. I feel like I I just grew like two inches taller and lost like 30 pounds off my shoulders from that stress. Yeah, because even if it's not like on your mind at that particular time, it's on your mind still. 100%. Like it's just back there. It's there. You feel it. Yeah. So we are moving into our tiny home 
this September. September 20th is our official Yeah, date. we have to be out of here in three weeks. So you guys are going to be seeing a lot of tiny home stuff coming up on our Instagram, probably, at least in the stories. Which is sweet. And you are going to be hearing Tiny Home Podcast pretty soon. Yeah. Wonder how it's going to sound in there, hey? Right? We'll make, make it sound good. Oh, yeah. we do have another thing. Okay. Tomorrow... You are it? officially oh, yeah, a full-time photographer. <laughs> yeah, as of 4.30, I do not have a corporate day job anymore. Full-time photography, and who knows, maybe you'll be doing like some full-time podcasting soon, too. I know. It's like wild. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna what I'm going to do. I think, I bet you will be another just like weight lifted off. Probably. Because that place, I don't know. Work, I, I got slapped in the face this year and really was shown that you're kind of just a number some true colors, in a sense and yeah. you know you work your ass off for other people but you are replaceable so to some not to yeah. all companies some companies are better but especially like corporate you know i really think even more so you're yeah. probably just a number so. well i i definitely feel you there you and i are both or yeah. at least we're both in that situation as of tomorrow you no longer are but we are slowly moving towards that direction of our life goal doing podcast photography videography and living the tiny home life yeah to be like doing our own ventures and you'll be behind me very you'll be there soon very soon yeah and we of course have all you guys helping us on that path so thank you very yes. much for everything along thank this journey you. so far and it's funny when you first said that why we're drinking i was gonna be like yeah because this case is fucked you told me so i need alcohol <laughs> this case is a <laughs> not because of case. these other things <laughs> So to warn everyone out there, if you recall, if you did listen to 44 Days of Ugh. Hell, Junko Futura, I think is how you actually say her name. I believe I was pronouncing her name oh, wrong really? in the episode. Hey? Oh, okay. I think I had the R in the wrong spot of her name. It's okay. Futura, I think. Um, but it's very reminiscent of that episode, which is the worst Ooh. episode we've done so far. Well, it shook me. This one's not quite as bad, but it's almost as bad. Because the amount that I still think about that episode, like, just blows my mind. It was just the worst story I think I've ever heard. Yeah. And so everyone on the on Instagram was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. And here I'm just like, shit, how can I get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it is, like, at least it's entertaining. But it's just like, oh, it's just brutal. But I'm I'm here for it. Well, buckle up your seatbelts. Oh, it's buckled real tight. we are moving into... The case that is known as the Hello Kitty murder. Oh, gosh. Okay. If that's not a creepy name, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I did see that on Instagram because, yeah, I kind of follow the comments. But, um, <laughs> really? You follow I, the comments? I do of actually our own read Insta the page. comments. Yeah. Wow, impressive. And I was like, that, and that's literally what went through my mind. That's a fucked up name. But, yeah. okay, let's well, do it. You're going to learn why it's a fucked up name because this is a fucked up case. Really? Really? Okay. I know. I didn't know. Well, surprise. <laughs> I'm gonna I should have got a second smearing off, but that's okay. We can pause this. We we can pause it for a beverage break. <laughs> Get a whole ass bottle of wine in each hand. Okay, let's go into this. So in May of nineteen ninety nine, a young fourteen year old girl made her way to the Hong Kong police station. This takes place in Hong Kong, clearly. If you didn't catch on to that, now you know. Yeah, now I know, okay. So slowly, she opened the door and reluctantly walked in. She spoke with the officers at the front desk in a terrified voice, and she revealed that for the past several weeks, she had been constantly plagued by the ghost of a woman who had been bound by electrical wire, beaten and tortured to death. Her lifeless body would follow her into her dreams, where she would see her headless, and a oh. voice would scream at her, saying to give her head back. Holy shit. Okay. So this is a lot to take in. <laughs> that is a lot. Cause at first it's like, Oh no, she's only 14. But okay. Well, we'll just, just hold on to that. I know. I know. Yeah. I jumped there. Yeah. But police were uh, clearly, this is a lot taken. Like police are like, what the fuck? Right. They're stunned. Yeah. Like, they weren't really too sure what to think of this for the most part. They kind of just, brushed her off really kind of dismissing it as nothing more than like nightmares a or just kid having a nightmare or potentially even just a kid pulling a prank mm. they quickly looked her up in the system at the front desk and she had known to have some like 
run it, run away and run in with the police and that oh, sort of stuff. Okay. So dang it. Okay. So they're like, okay, maybe she's just like pulling a prank or just, you know, you got to go home. Like what can the police do about your nightmares? Like, mm-hmm. sorry, little girl, like maybe talk to your mom and dad or maybe, I don't know, try not watching scary movies before bed sort of thing. Or right? like listening to true crime before bed. Yeah, that too. I, I think a lot of people actually listen to that to like fall asleep. And I probably <laughs> think that's freaking hilarious. I usually listen on my ride to work. Yeah, which you when do. I quit my day job, I'm going to have to find a spot to listen to my true crime. I usually listen on road trips. I get caught up, but you That's know, I haven't time. really been doing any road trips, so I'm a little behind. <laughs> You'll find time. Yeah. There's always time yeah. for true crime. There is. Oh, t-shirt idea. There's always time for true crime. There we go. And you're nasty. <laughs> you're nasty. You're nasty. That's my favorite. That's a good one. <laughs> so the police attitude, however, did quickly change. When the girl explained that the ghost was of a woman that she had the hand in of murdering. Oh, that would change. <laughs> yeah. So the officers are like, wait, you helped kill this woman? Excuse me? So officers were led back to the girl's apartment in the city's rundown Kowloon district. I really hope I pronounced that right. And there they walked up to the apartment number 31 on Granville Road. And so are the little girls leading them the little to girls, her apartment? Yeah, they're taking, well, it's not her apartment. But where she lives. Well, yeah, to the apartment she claims that the murder, the happened. murder happened. Oh, okay, I see. So it was a five-bedroom apartment, and when officers arrived, they were greeted with an overwhelming smell of rot and decay. Oh, gross. The girls' dreams may not have been dreams. They may more likely have been very real nightmares. Oh, gross. Okay, so that's kind of our little introduction. That's quite the intro. So this case is actually a little fact for you here, little factoids. This case has been labeled as the fourth most infamous case in Hong Kong, as per polls in early 2000s. Hmm. Um, But many actually argue that it's since risen to number one. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And there's also been two film adaptations in 2001 of this gruesome case. Which and that's was, what you posted, right? Was one of the hints. It was one of the film posters on Instagram. Um, the two films are titled Human Pork Chop and There's a Secret in My Soup. You raised oh. your hand like you had a question. Oh, yeah. You didn't have to announce that to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But, okay, are those like, I'm curious, I forgot to ask, are those like popular movies? Or what are not really like I'm sure they're like they were more popular at the time in Hong Kong. I don't think they've had well, they might have translated copies. I don't know. Oh, okay. I've never watched them. I kinda I almost want to now. But now also knowing that they're adapted from a real murder, it's like I don't know if like I, I do like those true stories, but normally like for sports inspirational movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get that Sandra Bullock in there with the football, hundred percent. But like this one, it's like, I don't know. I don't think like a horror movie should be adapted from a true, true crime. I understand like entertainment value and wanting to see horror movies. I love that. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know. It almost seems like it's crossing that line it's a for, bit much, maybe. for the victim, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm not, I want to watch these movies, but I'm a little bit conflicted at the same time. So anyways, this is the story of Fan Man Yi. She was born in 1976 she had a rough childhood. Her life began as she was abandoned as a child by her parents, and she was forced to be raised in an all-girls school in Hong Kong. Oh, God. Is it good? No, I'm already not good. <laughs> You're just, like, holding it's your my heart. heart. It's just like she, are, she had a shit life. Right from the get-go. Oh, but I mean, would it be better if she didn't? But still, oh, <laughs> God. Would it be better if she didn't? Well, no, I mean, like, would this story be easier to swallow if she had yeah. a... a Good childhood, but I don't probably not. Think so. Oh, okay. I'm already there. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. We're doing it. Okay. She grew up into her teen years, and she began to develop a drug addiction, and to help support her addictions, just like many others did, she turned to becoming a sex worker and pay for the habits that she developed as a teenager. Oh, shucks. Okay. Things did eventually turn around for Fan Man Yi, however, by the time she was 23 years old. She ended up landing herself a nice steady job and was working as a hostess at a nightclub in Hong Kong. Right on. Now, like, 
hostess isn't necessarily like a glamour, like a glamorous, super high paying job, but it was a job and it was a good job for her. Mm -hmm. And it was a way to escape the life that she grew up in and she learned to hate. Absolutely. Yeah. So she's trying to make like a better life for herself. She's trying to get out of that. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Yeah, definitely. She was, however, still living paycheck to paycheck. Aren't we all? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, so many people can understand the pressure yeah. that it brings. A lot of people live that way, I think. Yeah, well, struggle to pay bills, collect mm -hmm. any sort of savings, that sort of thing. Exactly. I gotta burp. This beer is, like, foamy. I'm Sexy. good. Sexy. No, I'm not good. Okay, now I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Whew. Oh, welcome to Wicked and Grim. <laughs> yep. That that's pretty well sums it up right there. <laughs> so she unfortunately was still a sex worker on the side to earn necessary money that she needed mm -hmm. to subsidize her paycheck. Okay. And although she despised using drugs anymore, she was still using. She had an addiction. Right. Okay. It was it was hard for her to turn away, and a lot of people str mm -hmm. who struggle with addiction can attest to the same sort of thing. So with an addiction, with whatever extra money she did end up accumulating with intentions of saving, she would tend to spend it on her addiction. Right. Dang. In 1996, Fan, I'm, I'm going to not refer to her as Fan Man Yee, just Fan from here on out. Okay. Um, her life began to look up a little bit. She'd gotten married and oh, wow. she'd given birth to a baby boy. Oh, wow. Right on. Her family kept her going, and it gave her a reason to try and aim for a better life, even though both her and her husband were using drugs. Oh, were they? Okay. Yes. So then in 1997, she met 34-year-old, she met a 34-year-old, there we go, my bad, um, man by the name of Chan Man Locke while working at the nightclub. And the two hit it off. And as it turns out, Chan happened to be a pimp, who sold drugs? Okay, but she's also still married. She's still married, yes. And me and meeting meeting someone else that she's hitting it off with. Well, she didn't like originally just hit it off with them in like a sexual way. It was more mm -hmm. so like they became friends at first. Okay. Um, but him being a pimp, I mean, things turn a little bit here. Now I lost my place. Thanks. Well, Way to go. I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm very intrigued here. I'm allowed to ask questions. You are. You are. I'm not giving you shit. <laughs> I'm just trying to stall while Lord I find knows, my spot on the Lord page. Lord knows you ask me a million questions do. during a case and you have no patience whatsoever to find out the outcome. <laughs> I get really excited and curious. <laughs> you do. <laughs> oh, I lost my spot entirely. Like oh, page even. I was trying to stall more for you. I know, but then I was talking to you. But here we are. <laughs> I found it. We're good. Okay, awesome. Okay. So it was the beginning of a very convenient friendship. Like I said, friendship for okay. the both of them. Yeah. Fan had joined Manlock's group of girls. So I should refer to him as Chan. I wrote there his last name, but whatever. So Chan, Chan. his group of girls, he would set out on jobs. So she did what she was told, not necessarily told or demanded, but she was like, yeah, sure. I'll join in. Right. She set out to work. She looked at it as a benefit for her to earn new clients. It was an opportunity to get out there and use that market that he was in to bring in more money for herself. And of course, have a drug dealer basically on speed dial on the side. Yeah, this doesn't sound like it's going to be the best for her. Definitely not. Mm -hmm. And it did get to the point too, where Chan would actually pay Fan for sex as well. Oh, really? Yes. Hey? So they didn't have an intimate relationship per se, yeah. but they did exchange money for sex, the two of them. And like, does her, when she was with her husband pre previously to meeting Chan, was she being a sex worker too? Yes. Oh, okay. She's been a sex worker pretty well this whole time, since her teens. Oh, okay. So even while she was married there yes. with the kid. Okay. Now it's not clear to me as far as whether the husband knows she was a sex worker. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was curious. Um, later on um, in the court case through this whole thing, um, her husband does say that she was clean. She wasn't using anymore. Mm -hmm. Whether that was a flat out lie or he just didn't know. But Okay. So it could very well be the same thing. He was just not knowledgeable of the sex work as well. Right. So 
So it came to March 17th, 1999, when Fan's drug addiction once again got the better of her. And this time, she didn't have any money at hand to support it. So she became desperate for cash, and she made a decision that would that she would regret for the rest of her life. Oh, shitty. She turned to stealing Chan's wallet. Now, her and Chan were together one evening for yeah. a sexual encounter that he was paying her for. Okay. And after he had left the room, she snagged his wallet and stole his cash. And he's like, a scary dude? Well, he's a pimp drug dealer guy, so he's, he's into gangs and shit. And, oh, yeah. shit. Okay, I guess so. So the wallet would contain approximately 20,000 Hong Kong dollars. Holy which shit. Which would equal out to 2,560 U.S. dollars. Oh, okay. At first I was like, whoa, who carries yeah. around 20 Gs? Which is approximately equivalent to $4,354 today in U.S. dollars. Which is like still a significant amount of money to just be carrying in your freaking wallet. It is. And if you... Put that into Canadian. That's probably damn near five thousand dollars Canadian today. I feel like if I have fifty bucks in my wallet, I'm like doing living good. life. <laughs> Woo! We're Party! gonna go to Timmy's, boys. <laughs> okay, sorry, Timmy, Timmy's run aside. <laughs> so when Chan found out, he was literally in a brutal blind rage when he oh. discovered that his money was missing, okay. and he obviously quickly was able to figure out who stole it as. Fan was the only one in the room at the time. It right. went missing. Right. So he sat out and met up with his friends, 27-year-old Lung Shin Cho, 21-year-old Lung Wai Lun, and Chan's 14-year-old underage girlfriend. Now, remember, Chan is, I believe, 34 years old. Wow. And his girlfriend is 14. Wow. Okay. So this is going south, isn't it? Yeah. With his three accomplices, they went out, kidnapped Fan, and took her back to his apartment at number 31 Granville Road, where they imprisoned her. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And that four. Okay. Oh, you're putting it together. The 14 year old girl. Usually it doesn't connect, but it's connecting today. (laughs) Way to go. Good job. (laughs) High five on that one. Yes. Boom. Okay, wow. Okay. So Chan's plan originally was to pimp out Fan continuously until he felt that his debt was paid back, plus interest. Okay. Now, when Fan was first confronted, she quickly admitted what she'd done, like, super sorry, gave the money back instantly, plus a couple hundred more that she had earned in the time that it took for Chan to find her. So she had paid back already the money, plus interest. Which is really good. It is. However, Chan didn't consider this payment to the debt. This was just his money. He's not a forgiving dude. No. Nope. By the sounds of it. So he got his money. It was already his money, but now she owes him, plus interest. Yeah, but she already paid him extra. That was his money. Now he needs her money, plus Ugh. interest. That's the perspective he had. Terrible. People yeah. make mistakes, and she was, like, having an addiction. Like, but I'm sure this dude is just not a kind person. Uh, I would not label him as kind. He's probably the opposite of kind. I would label him as many a things among one of them, probably a douche canoe. Yeah? Like a nasty mofo? Uh, you nasty. That's what I'd say to him. nasty mofo. Yeah. He, he's, he's a piece of work. This, this man's a piece of shit. Well, I already... S- feel that way yeah. and i probably don't even know half of it so yeah. like if if shit could walk that and would, it would be this it, person no no no. if shit could walk and it would step in shit it would be like <laughs> ew i stepped in chan that's what shit would say oh gosh so nice right well Love not it. really that's kind of gross yeah well it's a gro- <laughs> it's a nice description i like it oh. i like it a lot well thank you i went later on here we're gonna get into some well, coming up here actually in a moment, I went to some good descriptive writing. So let's see how oh, I do with that. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> now being held captive, Fan was about to endure more in a month than any human ever should in a lifetime. Ugh. And to top it all off, the place she was being held captive at was something out of a nightmare, but not something you would expect. 
Side note, here's where my descriptive writing comes in. Let's see Ooh, how I do. okay. Let's see how I do. <laughs> I like how you just pointed out. <laughs> I'm really proud of this. Okay. But to be fair, I wrote it when I was really tired last night, and I haven't gone over it since, so maybe, maybe it's terrible. We'll find out. Okay. So I'm going to read it verbatim here. Okay. We all know creepy places are dark, cold, and even damp. Maybe there are echoes that ring through large open spaces, but you can't see how far it goes. Or maybe the walls are tight, with a low overhanging roof that seems to be shrinking down every minute. Perhaps it's a tranquil forest where no person is around. You are totally alone. But once you stop to listen, you notice there are, are no birds chirping or humming of insects. Just silence. How was that? That was good. Yeah. Like I'm impressed. Pat on my back for that one. Like 10 out of 10. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So this place was not that kind of creepy. This place was a totally different kind of creepy. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. It's kind of reminiscent of like, you know how some people are afraid of like birthday clowns? Mm. Like the laughs, uh, yeah. the smiles, yeah, yeah. and every move, like it's just creepy, right? Yeah. Well, this apartment, for whatever reason, was similar to that. It was adorned top to bottom with brightly colored Hello Kitty decor. Okay, this is where this comes in. From pillows to blankets to dishes, furniture, posters that covered the walls dolls plush toys in the apartment it was just full-on hello kitty. hello kitty room for room whose freaking apartment was this this was chan's apartment it really i don't know if like it was one like one of maybe i don't know if it was his like stay at apartment but i do know that he operated as a drug dealer and a pimp out of this apartment he and did a lot of like transaction stores sort of so stuff he was here. like literally obsessed with hello kitty i think so yeah that's wild yeah but i like oh i'm the hello kitty i think is well a popular here too but even oh, more yeah. so over there right well i'm not too sure if it is even more so over there but i do know like literally when hello kitty came out like it was just it exploded like worldwide yeah i remember being in a hello kitty store when i was like probably 14 or a so on store where I don't know where I was. Up here in northern British Columbia? No. Oh, like, no, no. There's just a Hello Kitty like store chilling out by the pine tree? When I was there. Oh, the, oh that makes sense. West yeah. Ed Mall. Yeah. Gotcha. But I wasn't super into Hello Kitty, but I was like also like, this is okay. I can get down for this. But I don't think I'd have my whole house no. decorated Hello Kitty. I wasn't quite there. No? No, not quite. Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe the tiny... Oh, this, our tiny home. Let's do Hello Kitty. Let's do it. Let's do it. Can we like Done. sculpt a big Hello Kitty head on the front of it? Yeah. We could paint it like pink and white and just oh. go all out here. Let's do it. Yeah. Done. We can like, oh, we can put our microphones, <laughs> hook it up to the mouth of Hello Kitty. So when we talk, the mouth moves at the front of the tiny home. Okay. Side note though, this Hello Kitty for me as a kid would probably be M&M's. Remember oh, how okay. I had literally every M&M dispenser possible, and I thought M&M's was, like, the sweetest thing. About, I was an M&M for Halloween. What about Beanie Babies, though? I was also obsessed with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a lot of obsessions, actually, as a small, or a early child, or no, like, early teens? Tweens. As, as, a, as a toddler to adult. To now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you still have a bin full of Beanie Babies in storage. Well, it's just because like that was my life savings. So, shush. It might be worth millions one day. <laughs> okay, let's get back to this. We're, we're distracted here. 
Okay, so everything that occurred over the next month isn't exactly known. I just want to highlight the word exactly. Okay. We do know things that happened, but we don't know everything that happened. Okay? Okay. And that's going to come to play a little later on. Some of the things we can assume happened, though, um, that Chan had many people come by to pay for time with her. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it was never said specifically, but we can assume that happened. Again, to potentially pay off that debt. Or well, yeah, that was his like, original plan. So, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And eventually it moved on to being beat and tortured daily. Oh, Frig. And once the beatings and tortures began... Now they can't necessarily pimp her out because no. bruises, beating, swelling, exactly. right? Dang. So it just turned straight into the torture. I hate that. Okay. So the individuals, this is where we start getting into it to anyone who's a little squeamish out there. So the individuals. Oh, I thought we already done it, but okay. <laughs> oh, you thought we already went over. Yeah, I thought that was it, but okay. Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're really, up. We're really diving in deep here. So while she was being held captive, what would happen to her by these individuals? They would regularly be high on meth, first of all, and they would beat her. And I mean beat her. She was beaten with metal bars. Holy shit. Kicked repeatedly. And I mean repeatedly. Oh my gosh. And stomped repeatedly. Okay. Yeah. Melted plastic would be dripped. Right on. And poured over her body as she was tied and bound. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You good? Yeah, I'm I'm here. <laughs> they wanted to make Fan suffer most of all. But they also wanted her to not be able to run away. Oh jeez. Uh-oh. You good? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just waiting <laughs> here. So they would frequently use her as a literal punching bag. Uh, much like Junko was. Yeah. Uh, they would stuff things into her open wounds and cuts to cause her more pain. Oh my gosh! And infections. Lighters would be held up to the bare soles of her feet to burn, so she couldn't stand or walk. She would be having her feet burned as she screamed, and she was, she would try to pull away, but couldn't because of her restraints. Cords and cables were used to keep her bound and in many cases used to beat and strangle her as well. The young 14-year-old girl who went to the police, um, she even recalls a time when she was ordered to defecate in a box so they could force feed it to film. Oh my gosh! Okay, I shut up for a minute there, but this is just too much. This is just... So that's all we know she went through. Wow, that's fucked. That's fucked. That's mega, mega, mega fucked. Yep. So over the course of a month, Fan endured all this punishment to the point where she was eventually either killed by one of the incidents or had succumbed to the wounds Mm -hmm. she had received over the course of the imprisonment. And so do we know, was it like a month or we don't know? It was over the course of a month. Okay. Not that that's like not that's still a freaking long ass time, but that's still just a long like, time. For a second, I thought it was longer. Holy shit! All right, you need to take a breather. Or are you good? Yeah, I'm great. You're great. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, I'm great. Take a swig of that drink. I'm almost out. It's almost gone. Wow, that's impressive. Well, yeah, frick, I told you. I had to take a swig of mine. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. So when she did die, though, Chan and his friends didn't really seem to care. There was no remorse. It was as if a simple object in the apartment was broken and it was time to get rid of it and move on. So they began the process of disposing her body. Okay, I just have to say, like, literally stealing is bad, but, like, just stealing and, like, she apologized and gave him back and was, like, just making a mistake. And she had, like, an excuse because she was, oh, like, yeah. addicted to drugs. And, yeah. like, did this really deserve this? No. It did not deserve this. Like, she had a these child and everything? Fucked. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, these guys are fucked. They are 100% scum. They deserve to burn. Totally. 
So when they began disposing her body, they first brought her to the bathtub and they cut her arteries and started bleeding her out in the bathtub. Okay, I thought it was going to go Breaking Bad style, but okay. No. Not, well, yeah. we're almost there. <laughs> okay. Once she was drained, they began to hack at her body with a saw and dismember her into pieces. Reportedly, the process took approximately 10 hours to complete. Oh, frig. As they cut away at Fan with a saw. 10 hours. I don't feel like it should have taken 10 hours. I mean, it shouldn't have. Like, either they don't know what they're doing, like, even remotely, or, like, they were just really, really enjoying the process, I guess. I think they just did not know what they were doing. Yeah, but still, like, someone who's really stupid could probably do it quicker than that. Probably. Because, like... This is a really morbid conversation, first of all. Okay, it is. <laughs> but, but I'm just like, it should take that long. <laughs> the reason why I'm saying I'm talking it in this context is, again, because I'm a hunter, I've butchered animals. Right, My right. dad and I have butchered an entire moose in less time. And I'm talking like That's making like the nice cuts, making steaks huge, and shit. Like how much does a moose weigh, you know? A moose is a thousand pounds. Yeah. And I'm thinking from someone who has absolutely zero experience with any of this kind of shit... That I don't think it should take 10 hours. It shouldn't. But I, I mean. Do, do it quicker. They're probably high on meth. Oh, yeah. And taking breaks, having snacks or doing. Having shit. snacks. I don't. <laughs> Got to get those goldfish. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So they would remove her head and her limbs. Ugh. And for whatever reason, they even began to disembowel her. They would cut open her stomach and remove many of her organs and they bagged them. Oh, now, gosh. again, this is where it kind of goes to the theory that a lot of meth was involved because A, they're, they're drug addicts to begin with and drug dealers. Yeah. And they're probably high, not really thinking straight and they're just doing random shit, right? Like bagging organs? Yeah. Like it had no real pattern to what they were doing in any of the disposal met methods because they did many methods. They were trying to hide... The body, they're trying mm -hmm. to get rid of DNA, whatever, but mm -hmm. there was no consistency. Which I might, I just have to say really quickly, it's kind of maybe it shows that they haven't done this before, which I guess is kind of nice. Yeah. So most of her body was disposed of in trash bins and waste stations where unfortunately it would never be found again. Oh, shocks. Where some of her organs that had been bagged were simply thrown out the window to land on an awning below. Some of her organs were stored in the fridge along with one of her teeth. Okay. Now, Fan's head is where uh -oh. it really gets weird. They, of course, decapitated her. We know that. Mm -hmm. um, but then they would then place her head inside a pot and boiled it and cooked it inside a gas stove. What? Yep. Okay. Why? I think they're trying to destroy any DNA. Okay, right. So you've already said this numerous times. But I'm just like, what? But still, that oh. is... That's it, a visual and a half yeah. right there. So then after that was done, they took, they took her cooked skull, coated in her boiled flesh, and stuffed it inside the head of a large Hello Kitty mermaid plush doll and sewed it shut. Oh. Yeah, my dinner, dinner is coming up. And so we're going to make sure we post a photo of that plush doll on Instagram. That's nasty. And is that like what was stinking? Yes. Oh! <laughs> you called ahead a little bit, but yes, that's what's, that's what's so So rank. they didn't even like boil it enough to like have it not stink. Well, I mean... You, you maybe you'd have to boil it a You could time, boil a roast. Know. Just think boil a roast till it's like thoroughly cooked, well cooked. And then you leave it on the counter. It's going to start stinking. Cooked meat will start stinking too. Yeah, but I was almost thinking that they'd boil it so much that there was like, it was just skull. No. Because like, obviously it's going to stink then. Yeah. Ugh. So there in this Hello Kitty mermaid plush doll, she sat for the next month until the 14-year-old girlfriend of Chan led the police to the apartment at the door of number 31. The smell of rot was extremely present and obvious, just kind of like we were talking about. In fact, the other tenants of the building had reported the smell 
coming from the apartment over the past month since Van's death, but officials just kind of brushed it off as garbage that had been piling up in or around the apartment building. It, it wasn't a very nice part of town. It was kind of like a lower, lower class sort of thing and mm. not so good cleanliness in the area. Right. Okay. So it was kind of brushed off at the time. But when police had followed the girl to the apartment, they had opened the door and the stench hit them like a ton of bricks. But inside, there wasn't a whole lot to find. The Hello Kitty furniture, posters, and other belongings had mostly been moved out and there was no one in sight. The tenants had left. One thing they did leave behind, though, there was a few scattered possessions and things that they mm -hmm. left behind, but the one thing they did leave behind was a large Hello Kitty mermaid plush toy. Okay, sorry. Just to clarify, was most of the Hello Kitty stuff out of the house then? Yes. Okay. I was envisioning these police being like, whoa, Hello Kitty nope. world. Okay. No, it was all it was all gone. Okay, I see. Just, you sounded really excited, like... As if it was your first pers like first person perspective of being a police officer, like walking in, just be like, "Oh my God, so much Hello Kitty! Whoa, Hello Kitty world!" Like, you sounded genuinely well, I just excited. Think, like, I don't know, being like a police officer and like some of the shit you see is probably intense, and that would just be intense, like going into this Hello Kitty world and this foul smell and. It's definitely know, not what you expect. I mean, imagine going to this really rundown apartment building, and you are told by this girl someone was just murdered in here and you're just present at this door with just rot smell and you open the door and it's just brightly colored hello kitty <laughs> everywhere like what the fuck like it would be a visual like i just feel like it just wouldn't be like a normal day in the office i don't think my response would be nope <laughs> and i'm gone <laughs> oh i actually don't feel good i have to go home <laughs> yeah fuck this shit i'm out Fuck this shit, I'm out. Oh, yeah, Actually, sorry. that would be one that I think would be fascinating. You just have to, like, plug your nose and put a mask on and dive in, man. No, thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nope. I'm good. I can't stand the smell of rotten meat. Because, like, butchering animals, for as a hunter before, like, some cuts go bad sometimes if you leave the meat out too long. Oh, okay. And, like, that rank smell, like... I, that's one, like one of the only things in this world that has only ever made me throw up. I, well, close to throwing up, I should say. I don't even know if I've ever really smelt that. Rancid meat is I don't gross. know if I've smelt rancid meat. It's disgusting. Hmm. So. Okay. Where am I now? Right. The Hello Kitty doll that was left behind. Right. So the toy that was, of course, once nice white soft fabric and nice little plush toy was now blotched with some sort of thick reddish gross mucus oh gosh the doll looked like death and oh. it smelt like it nice so police of course opened it up and inside they found fan's head covered in a swarm of maggots holy frig so among the head they found what was left behind in the fridge which was a few organs and a tooth and the bloodied soaked bathtub wow so they like really didn't clean up at all like it's kind of, what did they think? Like, I just. They just abandoned the, the crime scene. Shit. Really. Yeah. So, so to sum that up, all that they found of Fan was her boiled head, a few organs, and a tooth. Okay. Everything else was disposed of. I just feel like it's so random that you dispose of some things, but not all, but okay. Right. Especially like, considering, just... like, they boiled the head to try and get rid of DNA. Like, why bother? But then the bathtub is coated in blood. Yeah, like, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Like, obviously, they're not very smart. Or, like the theory goes, they're just high on whatever. Meth, most likely. They're drug addicts. We know that. We know they're using. Most likely, they're using while doing this. I guess, yeah. So, in exchange for protection, the 14-year-old girl who led the police there testified in court against Chan. She stated that she witnessed him and... One of the other friends, but I didn't have his first name. I, I need to get consistent with first names and last mm, names. Mm -hmm. I'm bad with that. It's okay. Um, the last name was Man Yi. Um, she witnessed them kick Fan in the head at least 50 times at one point. And she, in fact, even joined in herself. Oh, gosh. Okay. Because I was going to be like, is she kind of a badass of the day? But no, not, no. not at all. No. 
Not at all. No, no. We haven't done a badass of the day for a while. I was thinking about that the other day. Have we not? No. It's been a, like probably a good like so eight episodes, I would say. The next case we got to make sure is a badass. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so she was actually asked in court why she thought the torture continued for so long. And she stated, and I quote, I had a feeling it was for fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, these guys are fucking That is trash. like the weirdest fucked up fun ever. Uh, that's not even fun. No. That's f- like, like so fun is like disturbing. going bowling or something. Yeah. Or like getting an ice cream cone. Oh, that does sound fun. Bowling and ice cream cone? Oh, yeah. Nice. Can we go bowling and get ice cream? Yeah, actually, we haven't had fun for a while. <laughs> Well, this is fun. Yeah, this, I, this is fun. Getting to look forward to this every week. This is this is this good. is fun. But I mean, like, gone on like a fun like the fair was just here for two weeks and we didn't even go. Yeah, Ugh, too busy. Okay, so without the young girl whose name has been protected by court due to her age, uh, these three men would have most likely gotten away with this entire situation. It would have been left to rot. They wouldn't have known whose apartment or who was recently there. Whatever, right? So even though they were caught, there was still the issue of proving how Fan died. And without a body, they couldn't say exactly how it happened. Okay. So of course, all three men in court denied killing Fan. Of course. Of course. They were... I quickly skipped ahead with this. They were caught relatively fast. It's kind of not important yeah police are like we're looking for these guys they found them really quick i do so. appreciate the 14 year old at least coming forward yes i do so so good for her on that doing the right thing a little late but yeah yeah a little late uh so during the six-week trial of these three men they did admit to preventing fan from receiving a lawful burial which is a criminal charge in hong kong oh okay they told the court that they had simply, they were simply running a brothel with Fan as a mutual agreement. Okay. And they <laughs> said that she was a drug addict and that she died because of a drug overdose. Ugh. They also said that they disposed of her body the way that they did in fear of what would happen if police found out. Now Chan and Wai Lung both pled guilty to false imprisonment, while Shin Cho denied. And throughout their trial, the three men began to turn on each other oh. and pointing the finger at one another on the torture of Fan while minimizing their own role in That's the abuse. That's very interesting. That's kind of like the psychology of that is just so interesting right? to me. They just read it like it, I didn't really do anything. It was them. And then they say the exact same thing about the yeah. other two. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. So... Without a definitive cause of death, the jury refused to find them guilty of murder. What? You're kidding. Nope. Is this going to make me angry? Am I going to be angry? Because uh, I finished my booze. You finished your booze. <laughs> um, there's, there's justice, but there's a potential for them to be out a little early. Okay. Um, instead, the trio was convicted of manslaughter in December of 2000 and they Gross. were sentenced to the maximum the judge gave them maximum sentence because they were showing no remorse in in prison the way they handled her body after her death so they were sentenced to the maximum of life in prison life in prison with a possibility of parole after just 20 years okay that's actually a pretty high sentence for manslaughter i thought it is but also remember it's a uh, criminal offense to not right. bury the body prevent, okay. or prevent that burial right right um so as of recording this episode all three men who are responsible for the torture and murder of 23 year old fan man Yi are still behind bars okay i i literally was like glaring at you do not say that they're out do not say that they're out however Ugh. just keep in mind they were sentenced in 2000 with the possibility of parole after 20 years. So they could be applying for their parole right now. Huh. Cool. They most likely are. Probably. Yeah, it's actually, like, I mean, it's 2021. Why aren't they out then? 
hopefully they're little assholes in in jail yeah. and don't get to like get out early or get or have to stay like a full sentence. I really hope all three of them get life in prison. They don't make like, parole. Legitimately get life. Legitimately get life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because it's absolutely disgusting. But then the fact like that I find even more disgusting is just like a that it was like for fun and having no remorse. No remorse, at all. They didn't care. Like, how can you do that to someone and not feel bad? Like, if I did that to an ant, I would feel bad. Not okay. Not even someone do that and not even care. Three individuals do that and not even care. Yeah. But then, I mean, you look at Junko, where she had how many people? Hundreds. So. Really? Well, yeah, and there would have been, if if at the beginning, if they did kind of treat her like it was like a brothel or whatever, mm-hmm. there could have been men. But then a lot more men. But then maybe they wouldn't have thought it was anything bad either because she wasn't yeah. like beaten and stuff. See, now I do want to point out that most um, coverage of this story that I found, most people don't talk about her going into... Um, being pimped out at the beginning of her imprisonment, they just go straight into the torture. And the articles I've read, documentaries, they don't really talk about the potential of her being pimped out at the time. Mm-hmm. Though that was the plan. They always talk about that. But in the court case, Chan does say that they were running a brothel. He had intentions of doing that to her. So all for all we know, they could have either A, started pimping her out and then began beating her after however long Mm -hmm. or B just started beating her right off the bat. Everyone always jumps to, they just started beating her right off the bat. But you don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. You got to consider that she could have been raped several times before the beatings. And I wonder what's, what clicked if it was just like, he was just going to pimp her out or whatever, what clicked to make it like them start beating I'm sure it was, it was, well, either one or the other or a combination of just pure rage and anger at her or drugs. Yeah. Gross. Just gross. That's a story of Fan Man Ye. She went through a lot and uh, I hope these guys stay in prison for life. Yeah. Well, well done. It was definitely entertaining. I'll give it that. Yeah. But brutal. Yeah. Poor fan. And... Thank you all for listening. Make sure you guys stay wicked. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.